welcome to this week's episode of the Fun of the Run podcast. I am your host, Michelle, also known as Waddell Running Lady, and I am so glad that you're here. I hope that everyone had a wonderful holiday season, Christmas and New Year's and wonderful celebrations with family and friends, and that you were able to celebrate the way that you wanted to. And as far as my family went on Christmas Eve, we ended up having uh, so I have three kids that live at home still, so they were here, and as well as my daughter's boyfriend, my other daughter came with her husband, and my grandbaby, Miss Esri, she just turned two in December, and my son-in-law, AJ, his mom and sister also came over for Christmas Eve, and so we played games and ate food, and uh, the tamale battle that I referenced a couple weeks ago, <laughs> a couple episodes ago, didn't happen because... AJ's mom ended up getting sick leading up to Christmas, and so she wasn't able to make her famous tamales. And so we just had to eat my tamales, but she said they were good. So we'll have to have a rematch next year. Uh, so, but it was a nice Christmas Eve. And then um, for New Year's, we ended up having a service at church in the morning. And then there was kind of a celebration in the afternoon, bounce houses for the kids and a barbecue lunch and things like that. And then around 5 p.m. or so, people kind of went to their own homes, and we ended up having the same crowd over for New Year's Eve, minus AJ's mom and sister, and we played uh, Mario Karts uh, on the Switch, and then we ended up playing some board games, and, and it went very low-key with pizza and <laughs> desserts from Costco, so it was just a nice evening, and fireworks and things, and we just had a lot of fun, so that was our holiday in a nutshell. But today I'm back to talk to you about something pretty exciting, I think. I started running almost six years ago, and it seems so funny to say this, but I've really only been running trails for a solid year. I started November of 2022, and it's just so funny to think it's only been a year of trail running because I feel like so much has been packed into this year. You know, so much has been packed into a year's worth of time that it, I almost feel like this past year overshadows the previous five years of running. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of funny to think of it that way, but I had heard of this event called across the years put on by Aravipa running. And I had seen things like on Instagram and posts and about it, but I, I didn't really know anything about it. And I knew that it was a fixed time event or that it was loops. You know, I knew that it was multiple days, but I really didn't know a whole lot about it uh, until several months ago when they started advertising, you know, Aravipa started putting posts out about it. It's time to register this and that. So I went to the website and looked into it and I'm going to read to you directly from Aravipa's website. This is what they say about the Across the Years event. Starting December 28th, we celebrate the traditions of pedestrianism and fixed time racing with a festival of running that lasts six days. Across the Years is the original fixed time multi-day running event celebrating the new year. The event will feature the traditional six-day race along with the 24-hour, 48-hour, and 72-hour races, plus multiple fixed distances, and the ever-popular last-person standing event. Join us at Camelback Ranch as we run into 2024 with a community of familiar faces and welcome new friends. Choose your event and celebrate with us December 28th through January 3rd. And so it wasn't really on my radar to participate in this event, 
my big goal for 2023 was becoming an ultra marathoner. And that was for me, that's what 2023's focus was. And originally I thought that my first ultra would be at Mesquite Canyon in March of 2023. And I'm guessing a lot of you have already heard the story, but I ended up dropping down to a half marathon trail distance instead for that race and jumping into cold water rumble a couple months early in January instead. And that's when I ran my first ever ultra marathon was January at cold water rumble. And so I wasn't thinking, and, and then once I finished cold water rumble, it was like, okay, now I have this thirst. I want to do this distance again. And so I automatically started looking into other air Viper races that were 50 K and I came up with this idea that I really, really wanted to run past mountain 50 K in November. So after cold water, it was like, I had this, all of these months in between before my next big goal of past mountain in November. And so I knew that I just, I, across the years just wasn't on my radar because once I finished past mountain, I guess I was just like, okay, I did what I wanted to do. And I guess I just thought it would be too early to jump into. I don't, I don't really know what I was thinking, but I was not planning on, on running an event during across the years. So fast forward. Um, but, oh, I know what I was going to say, but I did want to volunteer. So Aravipa racing, Aravipa running gives race credits for volunteers. So, and they will tell you right up front when you select a volunteer slot, this volunteer slot pays $10 an hour in race credits or whatever. It'll, it'll tell you how much that you will get for volunteering for a certain amount of time. Those race credits are uploaded to your ultra signup account and online, and you can use those credits to register for Air Vipa races. And I think their credits are good for a year. So I wanted to get race credits. So I ended up signing up for two shifts during across the year. So I did a sh an eight hour shift on Thursday night, which was the first night of the race. And then my second shift will actually be tonight from 4 p.m. to midnight. And so I was signed up to volunteer already. My good friend, Ruth Stewart, she is the one who donated race credits to my other friend, Chris Morrison, so that he could pace me for past Mountain 50K. Well, my good friend, Ruth, asked if I would walk with her for the six-hour event during Across the Years. And I said, sure, you know, of course, I'd be happy to. And she's like, we're not running, we're walking. And I said, I can walk. And she's like, well, actually we're not walking, we're strolling. We're just gonna cheer people on and go out there and just be on our feet. I'm like, fine. And so, and so we both decided which day we wanted to do it, which ended up being this past Saturday, December 30th. We signed up for the six hour event. And so we did this months ahead of time. So we knew that we were gonna be, be doing this. Okay, so. I have a point in telling you all of this. And oh, so kind of how this happened was I was supposed to help Ruth during Havelina 100 this past October. And I was supposed to help her by being a master of shenanigans with her. And master of shenanigans, I, I have not attended Havelina 100 yet. So I, I don't know all of this, you know, in person but from experience or anything, but I've heard that it's a very intense job and you basically kind of tell people to go left and you cart water to certain spots and you are in costume and you are just kind of a hype 
person for the runners and you help them sponge them off with, with, you know, sponges and cause it's hot still here in October and you do different things. And so I was originally supposed to help her do that. And I ended up having to back out for different reasons. And so I, I'm, you know, I was trying to make it up to her by saying I would do across the years with her. And so that's kind of how that all came into play. Well, I showed up at across the years on Thursday, a little bit before 4 p.m. for my first volunteer shift. And across the years happens at Camelback Ranch. And that's about 20 minutes away from my house. So I know a lot of my running friends had to drive really far to get to Camelback Ranch. But to me, it's like a hop, skip and a jump. And so super convenient for me. And so it was really nice just only driving for 20 minutes to get there on familiar roads that I drive all the time. And so as soon as I got there and I looked around, you know, I volunteered at Aravipa events before I've mandated stations before I've run a lot of their events, but this was unlike any other Aravipa event that I have ever been to. Just the setup was amazing. So this aid station was actually two huge tents and one side of the tent is one. Well, one of the tents was full of like actual sink and six burner stoves and propane oven and refrigerators. And I don't think actually, I don't think it was a refrigerator. I think that was a freezer. Yeah. A freezer. And then all of these coolers, which some of it, yes, I've seen before. There were other fixed time events that Airvipa has Jackrabbit Jubilee, for instance, we did have burners and we did have a um, ton of coolers and all that stuff. But I, this is the first event that I've seen a propane oven at and a propane freezer and these huge tents that are just, and they're all enclosed. So there's a spot, there's a spot, there's an opening on either end that runners can come through to access the aid station food and the aid station offerings, but it's not just an open area like at a lot of other events that I've seen. And so that was just a change for me. And then this event took place at, well, Camelback Ranch. There's a ball field there as well. And so the course, it's it's a big loop. And apparently this year there was some construction on the course that they typically use, which is normally a one mile loop. This year construction caused a little bit of a diversion on the normal course. And this one ended up being about 1.4 miles instead of just a solid one mile. And so there were tents set up all along this, this course, not all along the course, but certain sections, there were certain sections where that were fenced off so that runners only like participants only were allowed past a certain point on the course because it went behind a gate. And, you know, there was only, there was limited access. And so if you were on the course and a participant, you were fine, but spectators couldn't go back there, things like that. Um, but there was a, a big section where spectators could be. And so people would have RVs set up and tents and um, zero gravity chairs and tables and just all kinds of stuff set up along the course so that you could crew your runner, encourage your runner, you know, just hang out and cheer people on. And so it was just a really amazing place to be. So that was my first taste of it was when I showed up Thursday afternoon to, to help at the aid station. 
And so that night, I'm trying to think how this all worked. There were several people that I knew, Mike, Mike McLean. Uh, there was Jeff, who was one of the gracious people who <laughs> left Chris and I access to the aid station out at Pass Mountain. And that video of mine that went viral on Instagram where I'm guzzling out of a picture. <laughs> and Jeff also was the one who took some really awesome shots of Chris and Patty and I um, running into the aid station for the first loop. And, and so Jeff was there. Mike was there. I saw Jen and Hannah, so many people there that that I know and was able to just spend time with. And it was a great night. And I was pulled into kind of the kitchen side of things. So um, we chopped potatoes and celery and carrots for potato soup. I washed a ton of dishes. Uh, I boiled pasta, all kinds of things and uh, made coffee. And, and, and one of the fun fun, fun things I was able to do that night was I was able to be a server at dinner time. So this event is so unique in that these people, these runners, they eat. And it's not just, you know, trail mix and pretzels on a table that you run by like a traditional um, trail race, you know, and just cups of M&Ms and whatever. No, this, we had a chafing dishes and we had vegan, um, vegan meat and we had meatballs and we had pasta sauce and pasta. We had gluten-free pasta. We had veggies and we had this whole line set up. And so at a certain time we would put out on the board that, Hey, we're having, you know, pasta. And then this, this line would form and we would serve everybody, you know, pasta. And it was so much fun getting to see everybody come through the line and, Hey, you know, how you doing? And how many miles you at? And what, what are you shooting for tonight? And, oh, you're here for all six days. And it was a lot of fun getting to just see what everybody was up to and getting to just see people that maybe I've seen on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, but I get to see these people in real life and, and you know, we get to actually meet in person. And so that was really, really fun. I was able to see Susan Donnelly again, and I had seen her. I'd met her at a Starbucks a couple months ago. Back in November, I was heading to Ragnar, but headed to Starbucks first. She was visiting her parents. And so, and I ran into her, recognized her from Instagram, and she figured out who I was. And we, you know, we started messaging more and interacting more on Instagram. And so it was such a surprise when I opened up Instagram Thursday morning and I saw Susan at the start line of, of that day's events. And so I knew I was probably going to get to see her when I went to my aid station shift that night. And sure enough, there she was. And she's like, I'm so surprised you're here. And, you know, we got to hug and take some pictures and it was amazing. So that was fun. So I feel like this is a garbled mess and I apologize for that, but I'm trying to think of of what I would want to know about this event if I were you. So um, the way that a lot of these things worked. So I'm just going just gonna to tell you some of the different options for this event so that as I go through and talk about different things, you'll kind of know, you'll have a reference point. So starting on Thursday, December 28th, you would start at 9 a.m. if you were doing the six-day event. You would start at 9 a.m. And then your goal, if you were signed up for the six-day event, was to run every day as many miles as you can until the end of the race, which the race ends January 3rd, 2024, which is, as of this podcast recording, that's tomorrow morning. 
and I believe it's 9 a.m. when it ends, when everything ends. So there are people that are out there running this for six days. Now, you do not have to stay on the course continuously. You are able to sleep. Uh, A lot of people have campers and they will like just hop in there for a nap get a few hours of sleep, then they'll get back out on the course and get more miles in. I heard several people the first night that I was volunteering, I would hear them say, yeah, well, I'm going to eat a little bit. I maybe I'll take another lap. And then this is it for me for tonight. And then they would get up and start again the next morning. There was Om. I know his Instagram handle is the Om Gandhi, I believe. And he was doing the six day event. And I'm not sure who else I'm trying to think. They're, they're just trying to get as many miles as they can in six days. And I know that you are allowed to go like change your shoes in your car. You're allowed to sit in a chair at your campsite. You're allowed to go take a shower. So, you know, you're allowed to go do these things and still participate in this six day event. So it's kind of a very unique format in, in my opinion. So there's the six day event. There is also a... 24 hour event. So you can pick a day, you know, you can pick, you could have picked, let's like Susan picked Thursday. She started at 9am and then her race ended at 9am the next day, Friday. So she had 24 hours to get in as many miles as she could. There were other people who started the 24 hour event Friday morning at 9am. They had until Saturday at 9am to run as many miles as they could. There were also 48 hour events. So same thing, but just 48 hours. There was a 72 hour option. And then there were also several, well, I did the six hour starting on Saturday. So every day at 9am, you know, there would be a six hour event that would start. And there was, there were also fixed distances. So you could choose to run a hundred miles. And so that's your goal. You're not trying to run more than hundred miles. Your goal is you want to hit hundred miles. And what I heard is that when you sign up for that hundred mile distance, you automatically get 72 hours to finish. So you get three days. So my friend, Oscar, he signed up for the hundred mile distance. I believe he started Saturday morning at 9 AM. So he, yeah, he did. He started when I started my six hour event, he started his hundred mile, um, challenge. And he had from Saturday morning until Monday morning at 9am. Is that correct? Let me think. Saturday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday. No, he had till Tuesday. I'm sorry. He had until this morning at 9am. That's right. And I know he finished sometime last night, sometime Monday night. So he started Saturday morning and he finished his hundred miles sometime Monday evening, Monday afternoon like that. And that was his goal was to hit hundred miles. You could also choose to run 200 miles. And I believe if you had 200 miles, um, if that was your goal, you could get up to 96 hours to complete that distance, depending on which day you signed up. So there was also an option, my friend, Rachel, Hey, it's Rachie face on Instagram. She chose to run the marathon distance and she got, I don't know how long she had, if she had 12 or 24 hours, I'm not sure but she had a certain amount of time to run 26.2 miles on this course. So there were just so many different options. Oh, I don't want to forget about this one. There was a last person standing event. And this was different from 
everything else I've just told you, this started Sunday morning and I believe it started at, I think it might've started at noon, but I can't remember, but it started on Sunday and there were 21 people that started and their goal was to be the last person standing. This was a 1.4 mile loop. I told you, right? So they all started together at this, whatever the time was. I, like I said, I think it was noon. I'm not sure. And those 21 people, their goal was to come be back at that same spot before 20 minutes were up. So they couldn't just take their time like all the rest of us could out on this course. They were limited to 20 minutes. So if, if at any point during this event, if they weren't back to that start finish line within 20 minutes, they were out. So by, let's see, it started Sunday by yesterday, by Monday, there were several people out already and it ended up being two left and Mike McKnight was one. And I believe the woman's name was Maya. Uh, It was just down to two people and they would, they would get, have a countdown and it would say, you know, one minute until, you know, your next loop starts or whatever. And they would both have to line up on that line again, the start finish. And they had 20 minutes to be back. So how it ended, Mike McKnight ended up winning. He was standing there, the 20 minutes elapsed and she was not back. And so he was the last man standing and he won that, he won that event with, I believe it was 140.9 miles that he ran starting Sunday afternoon until Monday, Monday night, sometime Monday night when they finished. So just so many different distances to choose from so many different events, so many different goals. There were people that were out there trying to set records. So, um, I was able to be there Thursday to volunteer. So I saw a lot of people. I was able to be there Saturday morning for six hours to do my event with Ruth. And then I missed a lot of people on Sunday. Sunday, there were a a lot of the true tribe was there manning that aid station and, you know, doing events and several people were doing events that day and Ashley Paulson. Okay. Let's see her Instagram handle is Ash kicken. She is also an iFit trainer. She has bright pink hair. I've talked about her before on here. I've wanted to meet her for years and I did not know she was going to be there on Sunday attempting a record on the course for 100 miles. So she started at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning and 14-ish hours later, she was done with 100 miles. She finished just in time basically to celebrate a new year's Eve toast. And I missed her. There was, I couldn't get out there. And so that was kind of disappointing too, because I wasn't able to see her. But so, like I said, all of this is going on. So my friend Oscar was running the hundred miles as well. Um, which like I said, he started the day before and he was not attempting a record. This was his first 100 mile distance. So he was just like, he's like, I'm going to get this done where he said Ashley would just keep looping him. And he's like, what in the world is this crazy lady doing? Cause she just kept lapping him. He said, every time he saw her, she was smiling and just, it looked so easy for her. And, and, and he finally found out who she was and that she was, you know, attempting a record. And it was just, you know, it's just funny to hear about, but yeah. So a lot of different things were going on 
at the same time in this 1.4 mile loop. There was a man named Donald, 91 years old, 91. Okay. And he was, I don't actually, I don't know if Donald was doing the six day event. I think he was because he was there on Thursday. He was still there on Sunday. He was still there on Monday. So I think he was doing the six day event, but Donald would just be out there with his trekking poles and he would just be walking the course. And I would see him loop after loop after loop. Donald was still out there. He looked great. And I just thought how amazing to be that age and yet you're still active and you're still able to be out here moving your body and he was close to 100 miles i think last time i heard i don't i have no idea you know as of this podcast how many he ended up with or if he's still going i don't know but what an inspiration donald is and absolutely amazing i had two so when i went out thursday night to volunteer i got a text from my coach kylie and she said hey find Jack and find Kelly. And you know, they're racing. They both were also going after hundred miles. And so this, this is funny. Okay. So Kelly, I know, I know who Kelly is. I've met Kelly in person and I, I knew who she was. So like I said earlier, this aid station, it, you can't just look out and see people running by. You have to actually exit the aid station. Um, and because everything was, it was walled in. So I, I would, from time to time, exit the aid station and try to find Kelly and see if I could see her. And I couldn't for hours. I, I, this was an eight-hour shift. I could not find her for hours. Jack, I, I, I do follow him on Instagram, but for some reason, I could not remember what he looked like. So I said, Kylie, you need to send me a picture of Jack because I have no idea what he looks like. And I didn't have time to go you know, look him up or whatever. So she sends me a picture of Jack <laughs> and this picture, he, from just the picture that I saw, he, he looked bald. I don't know if he is or not, but that's what I saw. And he had a mustache and that's it. So I'm like, well, I'm going to have a hard time like recognizing him because there are other people with mustaches that are bald and I'm just, I'm going to have a hard time, but I'm like, I'll still try. Right. So I would sneak out you know, and, and try to look for people. I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to look, try to find these people. Okay. And they'd say, sure, you know, take a couple of minutes and look. So I would go out and look. And I finally spotted Kelly. Like, I want to say it was really late, like 10 30 PM or something. I mean, it was pretty late at night when I finally found Kelly. And the first time I saw her, she basically ran past me. She was wearing this this cute little like pale pink beanie with a, like a pom-pom on top. And I yelled at her, but she couldn't hear me. She had earbuds in or something. So I'm like, Oh man, now I have to wait till the next loop to find her. And so I did end up, you know, seeing her. So I had to go back in and then, you know, do my duties, whatever in the aid station. Um, Oh, let me, let me break here for a second. One more thing about this course that this is pretty, this is pretty standard for every fixed time event that Aravipa does. The course changes direction every four hours. So every four hours, the race director will put out a couple of cones and stand out there with a microphone and, you know, music is playing and, and everything. They'll have some of the aid station volunteers come out and the runners are basically 
they go around the cone and then they start running the opposite direction. So if they were running clockwise for the past four hours, they're going to now be running counterclockwise, but they are supposed to kind of like dance around the cone. I think there's like a contest, like best dancer or something. I don't know, but they're supposed to kind of dance around the cone and the aid station people kind of dance a little bit and just cheer everybody on and, you know, and so that's, that's also part of, of these fixed time events is you don't just run the same direction the whole six days or whatever you switch direction every four hours and if you happen to step off the course so one of the other rules about about these fixed time events is you are allowed to step off the course but you are supposed to enter the course the same spot that you exited the course and if you if they have changed direction since you exited the course you have to continue your loop in the direction that you were in when you left the course. So if everyone else is now going counterclockwise, but when you stepped off, you were going clockwise, you enter the course again, going clockwise until you reach the start finish. And then you turn around and start going the different way. That is so that your loops are counted accurately so that your mileage is counted accurately for the event that you're participating in. Okay, so now you've got some more, some more facts. Okay, so anyhow, I saw Kelly. Eventually, she came around again, and she saw me, and and you know we got a selfie, and I encouraged her. I tried to encourage her, and all that. She told me that Jack had a beanie, and I don't know. She couldn't really remember what it looked like, but she's like, he has a beanie on. So I'm like, okay. So now I'm gonna try to find in a sea of beanies, I'm going to have to try to find a guy in a beanie with a mustache. Okay. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. And, but I, I was not really hopeful um, because like I said, I had met him in person and I just, I wasn't going to go, Hey Jack, are you Jack? You know? <laughs> so, so anyhow, I went back into the aid station tent and I don't know, made pasta or I don't know what I was making something for a while and it was going to be time for turnaround and so i came back outside and just a couple of minutes before turnaround time where everybody was going to switch directions this man i was standing near the timing tent and this man approaches the timing tent and i see that his bib says jack but I mean, Jack is a common name, you know, so I didn't know this was the Jack. I, I didn't know if it was or not, but I, before I could really say anything, he was telling them, Hey, I'm done. You know, I'm done for the night. I'm, I'm not going to finish or whatever. And I'm like, Jack, um, is Kylie your coach? And <laughs> it was Jack and I found him and it was just, it was funny because Jack, did not only have a beanie on and a mustache, Jack had a full beard. Like Jack's beard has been growing for like six months. <laughs> this beard was a huge beard. It was a nice looking beard, but it was huge. It's like, I never would have found Jack. I never would have recognized Jack from the picture that my coach sent me. It was hilarious. And I just still can't quit giggling about this because here, find Jack bald with a mustache and then jack comes with this beanie this huge nice full beard and a mustache looking nothing like the picture that she sent me that's all i'm saying i would have never 
figured out who Jack was. And like I said, thank God he was wearing a bib because that's the only way I was able to find him, which it was awesome. It was fun meeting him in person. It was, it was an honor to finally get to meet him. It was really cool. And like I said, Kylie is his coach too. And so it was fun getting to meet another one of her athletes and it was amazing. And he crushed that course. I mean, he, I think he got like 60 some miles. I mean, it was amazing. Maybe he did more than that. I don't remember how many miles he got. Actually, I can't remember. I think it was 60 something and it was great, but it's just the funny story behind that. Right. Pretty funny. Me trying to find him and and not knowing who I was looking for. So anyways, I don't know. But so Thursday night, so I was able to meet Kelly Thursday night and see Kelly and Jack and Susan Donnelly. And I know other people too. I just can't think of everybody right now. Okay. So that was Thursday night. Went home and stayed up a couple more hours with my kids because they're both on Christmas break. They're both teenagers. They don't want to go to bed early. So we stayed up to like 2.30, which was just obnoxious. And I was so tired the next day. But So let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh no, Saturday. So Saturday morning, I was back at Across the Years because my event started at 9 a.m. So I pull into the parking lot. Ruth Ruth calls me, hey, where are you? And I'm like, I just got here. I'll be there in a second, you know? (laughs) So we went over, she ended up renting a tent and I was able to put my stuff in her tent and lined up to, you know, got our bibs and all that stuff, lined up to start and started at 9 a.m. And like I said, it was just, it was a party. It seriously was. She had brought pom-poms. So I joked around that we were the cheer squad and people loved it on the course. They would see us and we would just, you know, um, throw our pom-poms around or shake our pom-poms and, you know, and, and one lady requested firecracker, firecracker, boom, boom, boom. And so we would have to cheer that for her. And, and just people loved it. And they're like, wait, we want to see some, you know, you need another person so you guys can do a pyramid. And, and it just was very popular. So shout out to Ruth for, for buying pom-poms for us. Cause it was a really cool idea. They did get heavy after five hours. And so we went and dropped them off in the tent. <laughs> so we, we only had it for the first five hours of the six, but we just strolled around and met people. There was a connect four game going on. So every time we passed this certain um, spot on the course, we would put another game piece into this connect four game and which we played, we didn't play every time, but we played most of the time. I would say there was uh, other people on the course. We were, there was our friend, my friend Dawn and she, let's see. She was going for a hundred miles as well. I don't remember what day she started. I think she started Thursday. And so we saw her on the course and she was, she was nearing the hundred mile mark. And so we saw her a few different times and I saw Ohm again and I met Claudia for the first time. She's grace runner 68, I believe on Instagram. I met her finally, and she's a bigger than the trail ambassador too which I also am. And Ruth also is. And let's see. I saw a lot of people that day run girl run just so many people that I saw. And this this was really fun. We ended up seeing Kelly and Kelly had her kids with her and found out that her mom was running the course that day. And I, I'm not sure what event her mom was running. 
but Kelly was there to support her mom and her two kids were there to support her mom as well, their grandma. And so across the years allows you to run as a guest with an, a participant. And so Kelly's son, Benny had a guest bib on and he was running around with his grandma and Kelly was running with her for a while. And every time Benny would see us, see Ruth and I come around the course when he was not running with his grandma, he would be like, hi, Michelle. Hi, Ruth. And he was just so sweet. He was so sweet. And it was just so cool seeing him run around with his grandma and, you know, get to, to run this course with her. It was, it was amazing. I loved it. That was like such a highlight of my day. And he was so sweet and took a picture with us. And he was just amazing. And Kelly was amazing. Like I said, she just got done running 60 miles. Let's see. She would have been done on, I think, early Friday morning, probably. And she was back out there Saturday morning encouraging her mom and running with her mom around the course again. So, I mean, how amazing is that, right? So that was a huge highlight of my day, getting to see Kelly and her family again. Let's see what else I'm trying to think. So when Ruth and I were strolling around the course, it was pretty special because Ruth, I told you about Ruth. She was the one that donated race credits to Chris Morrison so that he could pace me for past mountain 50 K and which is just amazing. And so Ruth had never gone farther than a 10 K distance before. And so when we got a few hours in, she was hurting. She started having some pain in her quads, especially, and she would walk backwards for a while and, you know, she would stop and stretch and things like that, but she kept going and she never once said, let's quit. She never once said, I don't want to do this. She, if someone would ask her how she was doing, she would admit that she was struggling, but she never was discouraged. She never was, she was smiled through the whole thing. And she just would laugh and, and we would tell stories. I would tell her stories. She would tell me stories and we would just talk back and forth and encourage other people. And I just, it was really an honor to spend those six hours with Ruth. And by the time that we finished our allotted time on the course, it, it, we ended up going past the six hour mark because we were out on the, on the, the loop when the six hours was up. So we just, we finished our loop. But we ended up going about a half marathon distance. So about 13.2 miles is where we ended up. And that was, you know, about twice as far as Ruth had ever gone. And so she was able to ring the PR bell and she was so proud. It was amazing. And it was, it was just so awesome to be there. And of course it brings back those memories to me of, of my first time doing so many things. And it's just, it was special getting to help somebody. I remember telling her, okay, one more route, one more loop roof, and then you can be done. Like we have to do one more loop. You know, we need to finish one more loop because it's, it hasn't been six hours yet. We need to do this. And, and she was just, she was amazing. And, and I got just a little glimpse of not that I really consider myself a pacer or anything, but I got a little glimpse of what it must feel like to pace somebody because Chris Morrison had told me that it was, it was like almost better than racing to get to pace someone else, you know, and help someone else reach their goal. And I got a little bit of a taste of that Saturday after Ruth crossed the finish line. It was, it was an amazing feeling knowing that 
that I was there to witness that. And it was great. And she's already signed up for the cold water rumble five mile race in a little less than three weeks. So amazing. And Ruth, I'm so proud of you. And so that was a lot of fun. And so we just, you know, we just took our time and just visited with people. And uh, there was a guy that was juggling uh, on the course and all kinds of just really cool things that happened. And so it was a really, really, really good day. And let me think if there's anything else. I hope I'm not forgetting. Oh, I know what I'm forgetting. So Ruth and I were closing in on our, probably our last hour on the course. And this course is actually really pretty. So some of it is dirt. Some of it is pavement. Um, there's just different surfaces that you travel on. I ended up wearing trail shoes because I wasn't sure what, what the terrain was like. So I just wore my trail shoes. I think Ruth did too, but we were on our, one of our last loops or let's see, we were in the last hour at least. And I heard someone call my name. So I turned around and it was my friend Dawn and she had just earned her 100 mile buckle. So she had just finished a few minutes ago and was hobbling her way back to her RV. She was kind of taking a victory lap with her buckle and her glass and because we all earned a glass after finishing our distances. And so she got a glass and a buckle. And so we were able to get a picture with, with Dawn and she's like, Hey, I want to walk with you. And so she walked with us. We walked her back to her, to her RV. And it was great getting to see how she had come through and finished this distance. And, and it was amazing. It was the, it was just, it was so cool. And of course, you know, she had well-earned um, hobbling. Definitely. She had definitely earned the right to hobble. And it was, it was amazing getting to see that accomplishment as well. And just so many familiar faces on the way, so many friendly faces on the way, so many people saying that we were inspiring and, and there were several people that would rec that recognized me uh, from my page on Instagram, which was just, it's always fun meeting meeting followers in public is amazing. It's humbling too, because I'm like, I'm just a normal person and I'm not anybody special, but it's always fun when somebody recognizes me and then and they get excited to see me, you know, it's, it's just fun. It really is. I love it and I enjoy it. And if you ever see me and you want to come up and say, hi, please do <laughs> because I really do love it. But anyhow, okay. So we saw Dawn. Now, let me think if there's anything else about that day that I was able to meet Jason and Lori, who I can't think of Jason's Instagram handle at the moment, his personal one, but Ohm, Lori, and Jason are all part of Run Try Mag. No, yeah, Run Try Mag. Hashtag Run, not hashtag, at Run Try Mag on Instagram. And both Ohm and Jason have commented multiple times on my posts and, and their comments are always thoughtful and, and just encouraging. And so I don't know, it was just, it was an honor to get to meet both of them in person. So I was able to meet and get pictures with them that day. I had met Ohm a couple days before, but Jason and Lori, I was able to meet on Saturday, which was amazing. And just, just so many different people. It was great. It was amazing. And I loved it. And so with all of that being said, because you have listened to me blather for this whole entire time, with all of that being said, after seeing the support that this race offers, the encouragement 
that this race offers the by support i don't just mean like food because because they do they provide breakfast lunch dinner everything that you could need it's 24 7. i mean you can always go into that aid station and get something it may be watermelon it may be chips it may be granola or you know trail mix whatever it may not be a hot meal because it might be 3 a.m but you know you never know but there is always something in there there's always water there's always electrolytes things like that hot water coffee cold water ice whatever you need there's always that kind of support but the other support i'm talking about is the encouraging people the spectators the fact that you know someone who wants to run 100 miles for the first time can step off the course and sit in a chair for a few minutes and step back on they can go jump in the shower, you know, and get a shower, change clothes, and then jump back on. There's just, there's so much support for these, for everybody and anybody who is out there wanting to chase their dreams. I was so impressed seeing Kelly. I was so impressed seeing Jack. I was so impressed seeing Donald. I was so impressed seeing Don. All of these different people, seeing Ohm go out there for six days, seeing Jason do the last man standing race. I was so impressed by all of these people that I have decided, I messaged my coach, I have decided that rather than wait for 2025 to get my first 100 miles, I am going to sign up for across the years, 2024, and attempt my first 100 mile distance there. I will get 72 hours to complete it. My plan is to start on Thursday morning. And why not? Why not go after my dreams? And why not go after my goal in such a supportive place? And so I am so excited to share that goal with you. I am so thrilled about it. And I feel like, you know, my my year so far, I felt like I didn't have anything planned past March, which those plans are amazing, trust me. Um, I know I've shared this multiple, multiple times, but just, I guess, to reiterate it again, January 20th, I have, uh, what do I have? Cold water rumble 60 K on February 10th, I have Mesa marathon and I'm going to attempt to do the 26.2, the the full marathon. Um, I've done it once before, but I typically just do the half. I don't love road races, but Mesa marathon is a good one and that will be good training for. It'll be a good long run for my 50 mile race, which is on March 16th in Alabama. And that is the Lake Martin 50 miler. That was all I had planned up until yesterday. But after seeing everybody at across the years and seeing these people crush a hundred miles and, and seeing how much time they get and seeing how much support. I I texted my coach and said, Hey, I want to do this. And she's like, that's an amazing idea. I love it. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm, I'm just thrilled. Um, and then that sets me up for the rest of my year too, because in order to accomplish that goal, I'm going to need specific training throughout the year. So I will probably do a 12 or 24 hour at, um, hot foot hamster. I will probably do a 24 hour event at fat ox just to prepare myself for getting loopy. I don't love short loops, but 
obviously I'm going to do what I need to do. So that is my plans for the year. Uh, during the summer, I want to do some more of the Insomniac series with Aravipa, some of the nighttime trail races. I don't have any specific distances in mind yet. I probably will want to do at least one of those at the 50K distance. And just, I'm excited. I feel like it's going to be a super exciting year ahead with big goals for me. And 2023 was a year of a lot of firsts. My first ultra marathon, you know, my first era Viper race, my, a lot of firsts, my first summer trying to run the trails and not die. <laughs> and so there were a lot of firsts that happened. And so I'm really excited about 2024 and the goals that I have for that. And so that's kind of a little bit about across the years. I'm excited to go work the aid station again tonight and see my friends again and, and see them all out there crushing their goals. And, and I hope that this excites you in some way across the years is an event that people fly in from all over the world, from all over the country to participate in. So you, my friend, are more than welcome at Across the Years 2024 when registration opens. You know, hit that button and, and get yourself an entry to any of those distances or any of those uh, time frames that I talked about. I would love to see you there in December. I will be there with bells on. Okay, not really, but that'd be annoying. But I will be there, Lord willing, and if the creek don't rise, that's the plan. And I would love to see you there too. So that is my take on Across the Years 2023. Wonderful event, super well supported, super well organized by Era Viper Running. And I am excited to, to just see what I can do there in December. So I hope that all of you have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. I hope that you had a wonderful holiday season and that you're ready to chase your dreams in 2024 as well. Thank you again for being here, for listening to me ramble and, and whatever else and talk and incessantly about running. I love it so much. And I'm so glad that, that you have given me this opportunity to talk about it with you. Now go out there and have fun on your run. And I hope that you'll join me next time.